Hey, welcome to another episode of the Get More Students podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Asher and CEO of LearnCube. And I'm Herbert Goza, founder of HerbertGoza.com. And today on the podcast, we are focused on the topic, does free marketing work? And everyone loves the word free. Uh, and why are we talking about this topic? Well, uh, Alex and I are both entrepreneurs. We, we run companies and have to not only manage our own marketing budgets, marketing campaigns, but we also help our customers uh, with their marketing campaigns as well. And we all know that advertising costs money, uh, whether that be to print a brochure or a flyer, um, run Google ads or Facebook ads. But what are some marketing methods or strategies that cost nothing or very little? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Now, I'm really excited about this conversation and it's sort of, uh, and I think both you, you and I, when we were discussing this previously, were thinking or going back to our own stories of starting out, not really having any budget and how do you kind of get to that next, that next milestone. And, and actually, mm. for those that don't know what, what LearnCube is, we specialize in helping online language and tutoring businesses to grow uh, with two particular products, our virtual classroom and our online school. And Herbert, you've started out again. You know, this, you started from, from, from nothing and have had to build your yeah. business. Tell us about what you do. Right. I mean, well, I, I run an advertising agency, so marketing is really our bread and butter. And every day we're running experiments um, within the agency on behalf of language schools and education companies to see what marketing works uh, and new platforms, new strategies. So, yeah, this is a, a great topic. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think the initial part of this is really interesting because also, uh, and just to kind of acknowledge what we've also been doing over the last year, Herbert, we've been doing these Q&A sessions with tutoring companies mm. kind of asking us, hey, you know, what do I do with, with this budget or I only have this, what can I do? And so the conversation can often go to this idea of, um, what, 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 you know, can I do, can I do this for free? Yeah. And, um, I think one of the things that is going to be fairly apparent is there are definitely, there are some free marketing out there that definitely works. And we're going to talk through that. But also, I think while the listener is kind of listening in, I think it's also keeping in mind is free is usually not just that. It's not free of anything. It's often either free of money or free of time. So right. people um, get more time by paying more money and vice versa. They um, use more time so they, they can save more money. And and so a smaller business um, often has a, a lower budget and less money of it available to them. So they're really looking for value for money or value right. for time. And so maybe while anyone's listening, keeping that as in the back of your mind to see, hey, this sounds perfect for me. Am I willing to invest the time if I'm not willing to mm. invest the money? Um, but there's some really good compromise, and I think we'll, we had some fun kind of coming up with those. So, so let's start with this. Uh, we're also going to use some categories that I think some that I think we found quite helpful. This idea of yeah. What you have control over with that marketing. So some marketing you have a lot of control over and you really have a predictable, I put this out or, you know, I put this input and I mm. get this out of it. And some tools 
you have very little control, very little visibility. You put something in, and maybe something comes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we will kind of use that idea of like less control, lots of control, and then we're going to look at sort of um, what are those sorts of uh, in-between scenarios. And the first one that we talked about, Herbert, was this idea of like the one you don't have necessarily much control over, but is incredibly effective, which is, of mm. course, word of mouth. And Absolutely. Referrals. Absolutely. In- very powerful. Um, a-, a referral can uh, mean the difference between getting that client, getting that contract or not. Um, and it's it's difficult to even put a, a, a dollar figure on what a referral, a good um, recommendation is worth. Uh, however, you know, you don't often have a lot of control over when and what and how, you know, people give those referrals. Yeah, particularly if they're like a customer. I mean, customer referrals and testimonials are by nature opportunistic mm. because if if they are a genuine just word of mouth customer even an ambassador, it's you know, it's usually not that they're trying to. Well, sometimes it's brilliant if you can get some sort of evangelical uh, <laughs> kinds of customers that go out of every opportunity to try mm. and um, and push your your product, service, or offering or contribution. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but a lot of us, um, a lot of those t- those the, the the people that we rely on for for referrals are, are going to be opportunistic. They're going to be at a dinner table. They're going to be at a conference. Somehow the conversation is going to turn to something, and, mm. and and hopefully that is your product or service. Exactly, exactly. So uh, obviously fantastic, and uh, referrals, word of mouth is where a lot of uh, businesses start. Um, they grow their businesses to you know a certain level, but I guess in order to expand beyond that, you know, you need to look out and and adopt some other ways of marketing. Yeah. So you need to look for those. What 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 are some what are some types of marketing just headlines that um, where you have a lot of control, typically, or right. at least uh, more control. Of course, email marketing. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the kind of top marketing tools and still very effective today. Um, strategic partnerships. Um, we'll yeah. talk about as well. So that's right. And email marketing is an interesting one because, I mean, it's not like email's new. It's not like email marketing's new. It's no. not like any of the tools are new. Like this is a very well-known area, um, and it hasn't gone away. I mean, much to the no. disappointment of some people, that, <laughs> you know, this is the end of email. But yeah. email remains an incredibly powerful engine, not only of day-to-day business, but you know, also of marketing. Um, and one of the things we were kind of discussing before was this idea that email marketing relies a lot on, to be effective, relies on the amount of permission, the amount of trust you've been mm. able to gather in order to get that email. So if you've done very little to build trust and the, and the people that are on your email list, I mean, the worst case scenario is they don't even know you. Somehow, you know, some people do buy lists. <laughs> exactly. They have no relationship and yeah. they just do cold email. So that's an example of like absolutely no permission. Mm. Be sending them um, cold, you know, and, and that's basically what spam is, right? So, right. Um, and that's why the, the, the email um, engines like um, Gmail and well, Hotmail, every, every every email client now has a pretty sensitive trigger when it comes to spam. 
So there's a real disincentive to abuse that trust and 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 that um, particularly if you want to keep your email letters uh, mm. because you'll just be flagged as spam every time you send something. Um, so email marketing also only really works when you've um, when you're offering value and the recipients want to hear from you. Um, but I think it, uh, we had a really fun discussion, Herb, and I want you to talk about it. But yeah. this idea of you know, what are you giving? Um, what 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 are your? You know, you, they might be your students, your your customers. What are they mm-hmm. giving you permission to do? Because I was like, yeah, they're not giving you permission just to sell at them. And then you were like, well, wait a minute, and, and tell <laughs> me about that. Well, I mean, it it really depends. I I think it's a bit different uh, for maybe, let's say a language school or a tutoring company to I don't know a clothing brand, uh, for example. Uh, you know, just from personal experience. I love signing up for uh, newsletters from, you know, shopping or e-commerce websites so I know when they're having a sale or a promotion. Um, yeah. And that's fine. I, I don't mind them sending me, you know, three emails a week uh, about promotions because that, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, however, when it comes to language education, um, tutoring, you know, you really have to build value and, and trust with that person. You know, they'll be investing possibly uh, quite a lot of money into your uh, program. And you don't want to be spamming them with uh, sales and discounts all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but also if you kind of unpicked that, um, the, the one the emails that you're kind of wanting these promotional emails that's the permission you're giving it's like i expect yeah. you to give me <laughs> information about sales exactly um, and, and i think one of the other differences there is that typically this is already a known experience slash a known product if you're trying to get new customers uh, to your education you know, organization typically you're an unknown mm. uh, and, exactly. and when you're an unknown you know, the value of your promotion is not nearly as, as high as it would be for, hey, I, I always buy this brand. So, of course, I want to save money each time I buy it. But that's also going to cut into, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch, as they say. You know, that's going to cost the organization money, and particularly if that's your reputation is, hey, don't don't buy full price. You're a dummy yeah. if you do. Just wait mm. until the sales, and they'll email it to you, and then you just buy at a quarter of the price. Now, if that's what you can do, then you know maybe that'll work for you. But typically, um, the way to make email marketing free and fruitful is by showing value, which is typically around education. That's a that's a free add-on, a free value add that you can provide to the recipients of your emails and, of course, your list and your customers. Definitely, educate or entertain. Um, that's that's yeah. I like those two. So educate <laughs> and, or uh, entertain, entertain. Um, yeah. in order to stay free. Mm. Uh, interesting. So we'll come back to more uh, about email marketing. But long story short, is it works. It is free Absolutely. up to a point, and we can kind of talk <laughs> about where the the gray level uh, lies there. But it is remarkably effective and free. So the other thing you mentioned was strategic partnerships and. Uh, this is where you have you partner with somebody of you know, with usually a similar cu- customer base, right? But you are not similar in what you offer. So you offer things mm. that are complementary rather than competitive to exactly to the other, but that you share an audience. 
Um, and I mean, when you're using partnerships well, you're really, it's very much a win-win. And, and, I, and I don't mean that in a kind of cliche way, but it literally, it, the only way it works is if basically the sum of your two parts is greater than individually doing it yourselves. Um, and I mean, we have a wonderful example of that. <laughs> we do, we do. Uh, I mean, LearnCube and uh, HerbertGoza.com. I mean, for over a year now, we've partnered up uh, doing live webinars, yeah. Q&A calls, now this podcast. Uh, yeah. And we have both uh, definitely um, profited from that relationship uh, you know, by, by building our, uh, both of our networks or expanding our networks and, and building authority in our niche. Yeah. And, um, and it's, uh, I, I think it's what I've really enjoyed about it as well. I mean, this is, for, this is, for example, a, a content partnership, right? So mm-hmm. we both get together on, you know, for example, this podcast and we share our expertise. And we share our our audiences, and and that kind of makes both of us better off. But there could also be um, financial partnerships that some people go into, so reseller agreements. Um, very Absolutely. common, I think, in in education. I mean, agents are basically an example of that, right? Yeah, agents. Uh, the agency uh, relationship is basically a partner, right? Um, yeah. A very trusted partner to uh, promote um, your your school on behalf of you. Yeah. And so there, there could be other, but, but basically when you're looking for strategic partners to make them free and, and as profitable as possible, uh, the other side needs to have the same, well, looking for the same kinds of customers and right. offering a complementary service. Mm. So that's uh, those are two examples where you have quite a lot of control over it and are still effective and free. <laughs> what are is is a, an area that you have less control over? You can mm-hmm. put something out, but you don't know what's going to happen. Is going to be social media, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, some people would say that you obviously have a lot of control because you post what yeah. you want to post, uh, but because of the respective algorithms, um, not everyone sees your post, so you can't influence who you know will see what you post. Yeah, I mean, unlike so, just a, again that contrast to email. Uh, email assumes that it will be sent. It assumes that there is. Mm. A, it assumes that the the, bo- the inbox will remain open. I mean, of course, spam filters close that up pretty quick if you don't have that permission. But that's the assumption. Whereas with a Facebook post, you have no real control. I mean, hopefully you understand the algorithms enough to know, sure. hey, this has a good chance of working. Mm-hmm. I think people that are really professional and do a lot of Facebook posting have a enough data to statistically kind of get right. an idea of whether it's going to work, but it's also very creative. So it's mm. so experimental that you really don't have that same level of confidence on whether something's going to work. Um, but exactly. Facebook and Instagram are definitely your jam here, Herbert. So tell <laughs> me if you've got anything else that kind of is helpful to know about why, why is social media in the first, in, in the first place then, if, if not for, <laughs> for marketing? Oh, it's, it's, it's all part of that kind of 360 degree approach and being present on the, the main platforms where your target audience 
is spending their time online. And usually that is, you know, one of either Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, LinkedIn, um, depending on your target market. And, you know, these platforms can be so effective, even though you may not get hundreds and thousands of likes and comments, but they act as social proof. Um, so when people are searching for you, they inevitably click on your your social media profiles. They want to know. They want to see what's happening at your school. What are their students? What are students experiencing? Does it look fun? Um, and so you know, these are the channels that you can you know show that. Yeah, it's like a trust verifier as well because it's hard. Like it's well, I don't. Maybe you can. I'm pretty sure you can't like fake the dates of when you <laughs> posts and that kind of thing, um, which means that there's a bas- basically a chron- chronological account of your right. business online. Mm-hmm. And so when people have a look, they might not necessarily care about the marketing aspects of it, but they're really looking like, hey, is this? It's sort of like, is this a real person? Yeah, a legitimate. Kind of going, yeah, actually, business. this is mm. this is an organization I can trust here. Exactly. Again, uh, you should be using your your social media channels to educate or entertain. Um, and you know, depending on the social media platform, uh, you can entertain a lot. You know, Instagram and uh, TikTok are great platforms to jump on trends and go viral with you know some fun fun uh, um, videos. Uh, or, you know, you can go the, the LinkedIn route, uh, more professional, provide education or material and, and value to your, uh, specific target audience. Yeah. I, I mean, LinkedIn was one that we, we were quite convinced on in a way in terms of free mm. and being able to post and feel like your posts might be seen a lot more. Certainly mm. we felt a lot more confidence with LinkedIn and, and uh, we were kind of trying to figure out uh, a, why isn't it full of sort of spammy kind of promotions? And then B, um, how is it still kind of effective? It's so well used in so many parts of the world. Why is it still effective as a way of communicating, um, you know, a, a company's message? Right. I mean, especially if you are in the B2B space for language schools or tutoring companies, say selling programs or, or courses to other companies, uh, your um, decision makers are on that platform, are on LinkedIn. And by one, connecting with them, uh, you know, sending a, a connection request and two, posting regularly uh, content that applies and is relevant to them. You can, again, build that trust and you know trust is a huge factor when it comes to to B2B um maybe even more so uh because usually the um the the dollar amount or the dollar figure of 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 your product or services is higher and so yeah i i don't think a lot of people do a lot of self promotion these days i mean they they probably tried it at the start, but then Link, LinkedIn's algorithm is pretty sophisticated to know if uh, you're not providing valuable content and then you don't get any engagement. So a lot of the content on LinkedIn is actually very educational and very valuable. I love uh, reading people's posts um, and seeing 
their insights and stories and tips and strategies. And of course, you know, every now and again, they, they will have a, a call to action, so to say, to book a call, to visit their website, to get in touch for more information. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, so we, we'd also talked about this idea of it being fairly well self-policed. Like I've mm. definitely seen, particularly around the last US election, you know, there was a lot of people yeah. that were pretty hot. Anything that seemed political, like people pull people out really quick on exactly. it. And, weren't, and, weren't, you know, and, and because it's not a personal pla- uh, platform, it's a professional pa- platform, mm. you don't want comments saying this is totally unprofessional on LinkedIn. So it was very effective. Um, and I, I still think they've got that community kind of balance pretty good Absolutely. actually when it comes to a professional standpoint. Yeah. I would um, say so. Some of the other things about it that are very free about it is that it's free to connect. So mm. as long as you know who the person is, you can look them up and connect with them. Now, there are some limitations, and we can kind of go on to, to whether or not you know it's worth paying a bit of money to get around those limitations. Sure. But theoretically, if you want to meet with somebody, you can you can provide a LinkedIn request, and once you're connected, it's just like an email. As soon as you, if you want to message them, that's going to go right into their their message board. Like it is a direct connection in that way. Plus, you can keep a relationship warm or hot just by using that by posting. Exactly. There's a much higher chance that those people that are connected with you are going to see that the those posts. Um, of course. So in which case, again, you've got the ability to keep your leads warm, which is an incredibly important part of marketing because a lot of time people aren't ready to buy immediately, but no. they might be willing to buy at some point in the next 12 <laughs> months. And that's, again, where that keeping things warm comes from. Yeah. Um, the other uh, platform that's free and is incredibly powerful as well is YouTube. Of course. Uh, Video content is Everyone loves consuming uh, video content, so of course YouTube is, you know, the number one video video platform, and can also be extremely effective for for language schools and tutoring companies to provide value to their target audience in the form of, say, mini lessons, um, show reels. Uh, virtual tours, testimonials, of course, student stories. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think YouTube is a fantastic platform to really show your school's or your company's personality um, and, of course, to build social proof and trust. And it is really free, right? Like you can, yeah. you, can you can host any video on it. You can host <laughs> unlisted videos. So if you want something only shown to certain people, mm-hmm. Um, you can do that through an unlisted link, um, but you can also do it publicly. Uh, there's almost no cost of producing uh, any kind of content now. You just get on you know, any kind of computer, do a recording of you doing anything yeah. that's educational mm. and helpful or entertaining, and post it on YouTube. And you've got a massive audience, plus hopefully you're offering real value. Um, that can also help with, with search as well. And actually, sort of on that, uh, we were going to talk about uh, another really f- common concept, this idea of a free lead magnet or right. a free hook um, mm. or somebody to, for example, in exchange for their email. So, again, that is a, another free uh, marketing tool that's still very effective. And, and while I think probably the old free PDF, um, give us an email <laughs> for a free PDF, has probably done its day, very, very common, still very, very effective, this idea of um, you know a free video uh, 
some kind of educational kind of um, mm. delivery, but using video. And that again goes back to YouTube. Like if you have uh, an un an unlisted YouTube video, you can use that as the as the hook. Hey, I'll send you this if you can um, if you can subscribe to my newsletter list. Exactly. Uh, so that's really really common. Yeah, I I, I myself use uh, lead magnets. <laughs> so um, video, so it is very effective. <laughs> yeah. So lots of free tools that you can use, and and I think. Um, also, if you're small, free is fine because you're not needing huge volumes. You don't right. need to take over the world. You just need enough clients to be able to get you to the next stage. Mm-hmm. And usually that next stage means that you've got a little bit of money. And if you use right. it wisely, you can turn that into a lot more money. Um, and so we were going to talk about this idea of like what marketing is not free, but by Close putting a little bit of uh, <laughs> extra money on it, you can make it a lot more effective. Um, and, and one of the areas that we were going to talk about was this idea on service providers, Herbert. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I know that you can spend a lot on certain software tools, automations to make your life easier and to yeah. um, improve your sales process um, and marketing. And I mean, there are some amazing platforms and services out there that can really make your life easier. For example, you know, as as soon as you hit a threshold of uh, newsletter subscribers, then you you might have to invest in getting uh, an email mark, or, you know, a monthly subscription at an email marketing platform like Mailchimp, yeah. um, so that you get the data you need in order to improve on your mar- email marketing campaigns and send the um, content uh, that your target audience wants to see. Yeah. I mean, again, you can do email for free. You just BCC everybody and <laughs> sure. send it out. But you could. It's a black box. And it's totally yeah. fine if you've got an initial email list of, of very few. But if you um, have a very large list, particularly if you're going blind, you don't know if they're spamming every one of them. And if you get mm. on a, a spam uh, flag list, that's that's not a good thing. You'll want to know that. So. Uh, I think it was an example of you know just paying a little bit of money once you've reached a certain milestone made a lot of sense. Um, this podcast, for example, is free marketing for LearnCubeAndHerbertGetzer.com, but um, you know we pay a little bit of money. Um, why? So that we can actually host it on multiple um, podcast environments, so Apple, Spotify, and um, and Google, Google as well. And, and we get analytics, so we know what it's on. And for example, surprisingly, uh, Herbert, actually Google Google Podcasts is actually one of our most popular. Um, oh, there you go. Which I wouldn't I would, have thought. I wouldn't have thought either. That's right. And so it's just an example of where, had I not known that, I actually probably would have never even put it on that platform. So it was a curiosity, but it, what I'm getting at again is that there will be a return on even a small investment in a lot of places. LinkedIn, mm-hmm. we were talking about, again, totally free if you want to connect. Yeah. But a lot of the time, you can't connect outside a certain number of, you know, what do they call it, um, first, second, and third connections, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're too distant, you've got no mutual connections, it's actually quite hard to connect with some of, the, you know, particularly maybe the more influential customers you might really want. That might be the yeah. really valuable ones. You might not mm-hmm. be able to connect with those. But if you put it in context, you know, you do, I mean, man, they get you. 
but uh, paying some money, you can use it for their sales uh, sales navigator. And what can you do? You can skip the receptionist. You don't have to ring up and say, hey, who is the person in charge of X? You know, you can yeah. go on LinkedIn, hey, who's a product manager here? And then connect with them directly. And then again, just like an email list, you build that up like a snowball. And that also helps you get the next connection, right? Because maybe you st- you might not be able, you, you know that you need to get to the CEO, but you start with a product manager. And that product manager, if they're connected, can give you maybe enough uh, social proof in a way, right? That right. the CEO might then connect with you. So that's just an example of mm-hmm. you need to put a little bit of money in. But if the value is there, it makes total sense. Even at LearnCube, I mean, <laughs> uh, this happens all the time. Like, an online classroom like ours can make or break, you know, whether or not you can you can deliver an online lesson, whether you can make make your business grow. Now, there are free products. There always have been free products when it comes to video conferencing tools like Skype, mm-hmm. um, Zoom now, and and it's sort of free. I mean, particularly if you're willing to kind of cut your lesson short, like 40 minutes, I think, cost you nothing. Um, but just like anything, if you want the professional tools, you either need to upgrade to a paid product like Zoom or a paid product like LearnCube. Yeah. And then you, you, I mean, the simple part of this is you need to compare the value. And if you're going to do exactly the same thing, for example, on LearnCube that you were going to do on, say, Skype, well, then there's little incentives to switch. And even myself as the owner of LearnCube would be like, totally understand because you're not seeing that value, but if you're wanting mm. to stand out, if you're wanting to really take advantage of the more advanced, sophisticated tools that LearnCube offers, you know, content library, reporting, um, all of those kind of features that really add value to the lesson delivery, well, then it makes sense. Yeah. But this whole idea is that look at the value rather than the price when you're a buyer. Good one. I like that. <laughs> Good tip. Now, we, we had further uh, ideas on what was, again, not free, because right. I think mm. only thinking free can really stop you from getting the full value out of your marketing. Mm. Let's talk retargeting. This is something you're really strong on. Absolutely. It's one of the things I preach and really one of the things that every company out there should invest in. And I'm talking from as low as a couple of dollars or euros per day on retargeting ads on Facebook or Google. Uh, basically, I mean, it's not free, but but it's it's low cost and extremely effective because you keep in front of potential customers, people who have visited your website, then they close their screen or they forgot about it. They got a call. Uh, people who follow you on all of your social platforms, uh, newsletter subscribers, unconverted leads, all of these people um, need some reminding, need uh, multiple touch points um, in order to make that purchasing decision. And so a simple retargeting uh, campaign for a couple of dollars a day can be one of the most effective things you do in terms of online advertising. Makes sense. And then also you had a real um, interest, and I know this is one of your absolute biggest <laughs> messages, which I love, by the way, is all about creating really authentic, powerful assets that can be repurposed across all of your marketing channels, whether it be in social media, your ads, um, whatever you're doing, blogs, it can it can orphan there. What do you mean by that, and why is that such a good investment? Absolutely, and you know, it it, it will be a small investment. Uh, 
you can reach out to, you don't need to get a professional videographer or photographer to take, uh, you know, photos and videos of your school or of your students. You can get possibly even one of your students to take it. So it looks authentic. It looks real. Um, and you want to use or get this authentic content and build really a library of assets for you to use and repurpose for all of your marketing campaigns um, using photos of your teachers, of your students, of your school, videos of uh, student stories, testimonials, activities, um, as much as possible, uh, you should, it, it, this is an ongoing project, right? It, it's not a, a one-off thing, uh, a building a library of assets. You know, really, it should be an ongoing thing, doing it every month, investing a little bit here, a little bit there to get those good quality assets that will last you a long time. That's right. And those assets can also, just again, what we were talking about before could be in the form of video, could be in the form you know, of PDFs or that kind of thing. I and mean, Canva is a very, very common, well-known tool mm. now that's, again, free. We haven't yeah. actually ever needed to go into that professional tier. Um, sure. But, you know, th there might be a point where we do and maybe it's totally worth, worth it then. But at the moment, totally free. But absolutely makes such a big difference because I'm not a great designer. It just takes the it's sort of like an idiot proof way of getting something professional, looking good um, and, and well designed that, that doesn't stand out as bad, at least. Sure. Uh, so certainly something worth investing. Um, so we've really got some takeaways here, which uh, I think have been sort of recurring themes. And they really came up when we were having these conversations mm -hmm. is that there's definitely free marketing that works. Absolutely. But free is in itself, the idea of not paying anything is not, it's not good in itself. Just by being free is not good in itself because it can cost you too much time mm. or it can cost you an opportunity cost or basically this idea of potential. Like it, let's say that you never used an email client or email marketing platform, you continue to do the BCCs, you actually create great content, but then you miss out on the opportunity of being having so much more effective um, with your marketing because then you might have the analytics or the reporting. Another example is LearnCube. Your online classroom or online classroom experience can really make or break your business. Now, there, I mean, people have been using free tools like Skype for literally since it started in 2004. So it's not a, a new concept, even online lessons. So then the, the big question when it comes to any kind of tool is, is this offering me value? And for mm -hmm. example, with LearnCube, if you're using it in exactly the same way as you'd use Skype or Zoom, then probably it isn't. And I'm totally okay with people choosing a free product. If, we're, mm -hmm. if, it, if they're not going to access that value. But our full goal is to improve the quality of, of language and, and tutoring. So that includes the, the training and being able to use the tools. So if you're maximizing the tools, then you get the value and it's worth the price. So uh, that's just one example, I think, of you know, getting you know, where, you, where you spend a little bit of money, um, but for a particular purpose and you get that value. So... Uh, that that was, I think, a central theme for me as well is don't rely on free if it's not actually serving a purpose and it could actually be costing you both time and actually money. So I think that's the balance that is worthwhile uh, people keeping in mind um, and, and pay for something 
really paying for something is only bad when it doesn't give you the value that you expect. And the great thing is most services are monthly subscriptions. So yeah. test them out. <laughs> if they offer you value, then keep them. If they don't, then you close get them. Get rid of them. So the key takeaways we want to, to get across is that free marketing does work. Um, it is effective. Uh, the second thing, though, is that often by paying a little bit of money, you can really maximize what is already working. So it could mm. be your email marketing is working fantastically, paying a little bit of money, and you can optimize. Yeah, and I guess um, I guess the final point is that you know paying for something is only bad when it doesn't give you the the value you expect it to. So. Uh, make data your best friend and measure what you're getting out of uh, your investment. Great. Thank you all for listening in to today's uh, podcast. We've really enjoyed it. Um, it's been some really fun discussions. Hopefully we've delivered what we said on the tin, which is to provide insights, inspiration and motivation to language and tutoring companies focusing on their marketing efforts We release a new episode every week on the Get More Students podcast. So you'll get a shiny new episode if you hit that subscribe button right now. And we'll see you next week. Catch you next week. Bye.